0: Welcome to Groovy Soup, a showcase of music from artists and bands from across Ohio, and your chance to hear something new and local. Here's your host, Paul Holden.
1: Welcome to Groovy Soup, a show all about the sounds and music of Ohio. I'm Paul Holden, your host and chef of this mashup of melodies. Tonight, we head below the earth's surface with Subterranean, and we hitchhike our way throughout the galaxy with the infinite improbability drive leading things off here's subterranean with snarling panda That was Snarling Panda by Subterranean. Chris Colt joined me on the line to discuss the band's upcoming shows and the history of Sub-T. Check it out. So I got a great, great group with me on the phone. I got Chris from Subterranean here. Chris, thank you so much for joining me today.
0: Absolutely. Pleasure to be here. Appreciate it.
1: Chris, I have everyone uh, start the shows off by uh, introducing themselves and telling us a little bit about the band.
0: Well, as we just said, my name's Chris Colt, and I play guitar, and vocals in Subterranean. We're based out of Dayton, Ohio. We're a four piece. We have on bass Chucky Love, he's bass and vocals. We have Rob Brockman on drums and vocals. And Stephen Buttry plays keyboards, saxophone, flute, and vocals. And um, we've been a band for about seven years. And um, Stephen joined us about a year and a half ago. And we're kind of a uh, a jam rock band, I guess you would say. And like I said, we're from Dayton, Ohio. So that's kind of the the basis of everything. We've uh, just been playing around the region, playing festivals and bars and trying to play as much as we can and spread our wings. And we're really looking forward to 2019 being a good year for us.
1: Seven years down already, I mean that's quite a long time to be to be a band what are what have you learned what are some of the accomplishments uh, that you guys have achieved over seven years of being a band?
0: yeah well, we put out our first recording we put out a couple years ago at loom and we recorded that at a really nice studio called uh Rephrase Studios in Kettering ohio and that got put on um Relics is, um, they have like a little CD sam- sampler for the summer and we got put on that. They did a write up for us in that. And we had a lot of really positive feedback from that. We're we currently just got Steven in the band and we're, we've got like another album's worth of tunes and we're getting ready to go in and record again here soon. So, you know, as musicians, you know, the big accomplishments for us are just like, Writing, recording, putting it out, kind of rinse and repeat, you know, and um, and all the other stuff that comes with it is just kind of cherries on top. We're really just, you know, artists. who really enjoy writing songs and getting together and just rehearsals and, and doing that stuff and then getting to perform it in front of an audience and, and get good feedback like that. It's, uh, it's really cool. So just putting out the album and the positive feedback we got from it, We've played some pretty good festivals. You know, we've shared the bill with some some pretty big names, and we played the Workout. We've played Resonance. We've played uh, Paradise. Played Miami Valley Music Festival a few times. We've um, we had Ron Holloway come to Dayton. He's a really great saxophone player. He played with um, he plays with the Warren Haynes band. He sits in with Dave Matthews all the time. We had him come nice. to Dayton and do a show with us, and he played like the whole set with us. So getting a chance to have him come in and play on our songs was really cool. Playing with Ron Holloway was definitely a highlight. That was really neat. So just just some things like that. More from Subterranean next
1: here on Groovy Soup. This is Groovy Soup on Power 105. This is Groovy Soup on Power 105. Paul Holden back with you here on Groovy Soup. Our next song comes from Subterranean. This one's called Signals Fade.
2: How to to focus, focus focus now. now Bring it back in the frame games visions, visions out of, out of focus, focus,
0: focus now. now bring it back in the frame spin now, now 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 you're not playing games visions, visions vision, out, of, out of focus, focus, focus now, now.
1: That was Signals Fade by Subterranean. If you've liked what you heard so far tonight, check out Subterranean this Thursday at Casa. We hear more from Chris Colt of Subterranean right now. And that's so cool. I mean, you know, it's so amazing when you when you start something like a band, you, you're not going to know where it's going to go. And, and to be able to do everything that you've been able to accomplish so far and have... You know, pretty big-name musicians get to work on and, and play your music with you. It's got to be a, a, a great, great feeling. And and you mentioned about uh, playing live in front of audiences. Doing a lot of, uh, when I was looking at your uh, Facebook page specifically, I see a lot of mentions of improv. It uh, seems like that's a big theme for you guys. What can you tell me about uh, you guys at, at Improving and and how big of a factor of that is in your uh, your uh, daily, or your uh, routine, I should say, your live routine?
0: Yeah, think that before we even get to the improvisational aspect we just kind of all agreed that first of all we don't have like a dictator in the band where you just do the songs that they bring and nobody else's ideas get the light of day type of deal we don't have that here anybody that has an idea gets to bring it to the table and you know throw it against the wall if it sticks great if it doesn't kind of all unanimous. you know we all kind of are on the same page usually with how the vibe is but with that being said, we all have a very different, I don't want to say we have very different taste, but we have a lot of different taste with common ground um, between us. You know, some guys have a, a heavier background, some guys have a blues background, a jazz background, a rock, you know. So we kind of have all these different um, genres and influences, and we didn't want to get pigeonholed into, oh, you're a blues rock band, or oh, you're, you sound just like the Grateful Dead, or you're a pop band, or you know, you're expecting this. If you get a chance to listen to our album, you'll find out real quick from track to track that, oh, this has a Latin feel, or this is kind of danceable, or this is pretty heavy, you know. So first of all, we just let anything have the light of day and let it, you know, let it breathe and see what it's going to be. And then from there, improvising and um, doing things like that, it just seems like all of our biggest influences have that too, you know, where on any given night, certain songs certain sections of tunes can can be anything you know and when everything aligns and you have one of those magical moments and you share it with the audience and everything just kind of lines up and it's elusive but when that happens it's it's um it's really gratifying and I feel like since it's elusive and it doesn't happen all the time you know it's kind of like a uh, you're always searching for it you know in a good way I guess if that makes sense and it helps keep, keep tunes that you've been doing for seven years when you're a band like us this long, fresh, you know, like we may have played this song like, you know, two, three hundred times, but hey, you know, it's always different every time, so I was, you know, you see a lot of um, pop bands or top 40 bands, they'll go on a tour and play, you know, a hundred dates, and they play the same set list the same way every night, you know, by the end of the tour, you're seeing a super tight show, but feel like it's kind of kind of seeing the same thing every night, you know. I, 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 the bands that we like and we gravitate towards have highs and lows throughout. You know, you can see a really good show, you can see a show where they didn't quite hit, and I think that's part of the allure to it all too. So it's very important to us. That, that was kind of a long answer. I apologize.
1: <laughs> no, don't. It, it's fascinating because you you bring up good points. It, it's there is that you, when you go see you know big name artists, you kind of do expect this tight. Uh, well, th- uh, rehearsed big show and while those are entertaining and and, you know have their their merit it's it is nice to go and see something different every time one of the nice things that especially when bands are are, are still going things my buddy's in a band right now and i've been going out to a lot of their shows to see them play but now they've been playing for a while and introduced new instruments and now watching them it's like a whole new show And, and you know just adding in those new elements keeps things fresh and it's it is it's exciting to be an audience member to see bands try and do cool things like improv and and when you mentioned it going uh the album going uh having a different taste of, in each song does that change mm-hmm. the process of creating an album at all or is that still like i just kind of imagine when an album there might be an overall theme or sound you might be going for right but does that kind of change yeah. your guys's process about it
0: that's a really good question actually that's one that i haven't thought of a whole lot because as weird as it sounds, and it's kind of like an oxymoron, but as I just described how we're different on every tune, I still feel like there's a thread of continuity that, that if you were a fan of Subterranean, you would probably know. Like, oh, even though that's kind of a rockabilly, kick-ass bluegrass tune, that still sounds like Subterranean, or even though that sounds like a you know, danceable pop song, that still kind of sounds like Sub-T. You know, I think that we hope that on our best days we're able to achieve that where you have your sound. And I think that is not only for a band, but that's kind of individually on your instrument too. You know, you hear like I play guitar. So to draw a comparison, when you talk about the really the greats, you know, like BB King or Jimi Hendrix or guys like that, Carlos Santana, they're identifiable from one to two, three notes, no matter what song or what style they're playing because they have their own voice. So You know, it's kind of hard when you don't, it's definitely hard being an original band and when it's even harder when you don't have a niche, like you're not a reggae band or a blues band, you know, or something like that, where you can get a lot of gigs just because there's themed events for those things. When you're an original band like us, we've kind of made it hard on ourselves, but it's really gratifying when somebody resonates with it because it's they really like it and there's no there's no gimmick to it they just really like your art your music and i feel like a lot of our fans are in it for the long haul because of that which is which is really cool and that's part of our goal so yeah
1: yeah and you know if, i feel like that's at the end of the day when you're producing your music and your sound as much as you want to be you know the the next big thing, maybe, or that might be like the ultimate goal. In some eyes, creating an audience and having and creating art that an audience really resonates with has to be a good feeling when you're getting that good feedback for your song, your yeah. sound, and your music.
0: Yeah, you, I feel kind of like um, I'm getting away with something almost. <laughs> like, shouldn't I be getting in trouble? This is too good to be true. <laughs> well, but, that's
1: the power of yeah. music, and, and it's so amazing to and to to hear that because I mean. Just going off of your, your Facebook alone, you guys have grown quite a, a pretty good sized audience, at least on your, your web presence. Mm-hmm. And, and you guys, uh, one of the reasons we're having you on the show this week is you guys are coming into our neck of the woods here uh, to talk about or to play some new tunes um, at CASA, which is going to be super exciting. Um, and that'll be uh, this coming Thursday, the 21st, here. But uh, yeah, so what, you, uh, what experience do you have here in, in Athens and in, in our little uh, neck of the woods here?
0: Well, we love Athens, and we've been playing Athens for for years now. I think when we, like, probably six years ago, when we first became a band six, seven years ago, I think a year after we became a band, um, Family Roots was thrown in your neck of the woods. I can't remember the venue off the top of my head because it changed since then, and, and they have it somewhere else, but so early on, we got to play a pretty cool festival out that way, and then... We moved into, um, we played Jackie O's a handful of times. And then I believe they had a fire or something happen. It
1: was at the Union right uh, next door, actually. But it did impact uh, part of Jackie O's as well. Okay.
0: Well, I just knew we kind of played there for a while. And then we kind of moved over to Casa. And uh, we've just been playing there off and on for, just love the community there. You know, they seem to really, kind of, we have this little community by us. Uh, yellow springs it's about 25 minutes from dayton 20 minutes and they really support the arts and ou and athens right there that little community has always kind of reminded me of that uh, yellow springs atmosphere we're really supportive about the arts they come out you know and they support and so we've just always tried to make that a stop and as we've been trying to grow our radius and go out to west virginia and different places athens is a great you know stopping off point to kind of Heading out that way and coming back home and stuff. So we love Athens. Well, I'm,
1: I'm glad to hear that because that, yeah, you're you're absolutely right. Uh, Athens does. Love its art. We have uh, Chris Colt here from Subterranean talking to us about uh, traveling and being a part of the band, their sound, all sorts of, uh, of great stuff. And uh, so you mentioned a lot of about playing at festivals. What does it take to play mm-hmm. these festivals, to get there for maybe a group out there that's up and coming and they, they've got some momentum? What does it take to kind of get in the festival tour, uh, you know, just get those opportunities and how to succeed in that lifestyle?
0: Yeah, that's a really good question, too. Um I think first off, you got to come correct, right? You got to be good. You got to practice um, your instrument, and your band has to practice and be professional. I think we all, you know, are smart enough, have enough common sense, to know what all that entails, right? But once you get that kind of un- under, you know, once you're doing that, I think it's important to get out in your community, in your scene, in your town, in your city, and support other bands that are local bands. Support open jams go and make connections, and then also, you know, if you're fortunate enough, most of us have, you know, national acts that come through to a couple of venues in our cities or pretty close by, go to those shows, you know, make connections. Sooner, sooner or later, you'll bump into somebody, you'll start recognizing faces, and you'll make connections. I can't tell you how many times, you know, you, I've showed up to a gig or somebody else's gig, and it would be, you know, nobody's there, you don't think anything's going to come of the night, and you end up just having to bump into that person that happens to be the person that you needed to know, you know, to get into this place. So as much as I wish it was just, you know, hey, there's no politics to it, and it's just the best band, bands get in there, you know, that's that's part of it, but another big part of it, too, is being out there, getting your name, your face out there, shaking hands, supporting other bands, you know, they come, they'll support you, and then You're gonna, we're all gonna get much further if we help each other as opposed to trying to kind of stiff arm each other. I think that networking like that will, um, set you up for opportunities. And then once you've established those connections and you're good enough, you know, and you're professional, I believe that the opportunities will come your way. And then you just gotta seize them when you get your chance to play one of those events, you know, um, help push it. You know, all these festivals, they're not hiring you to just show up and feel cool. They want you to actually invite your friends and push it. It's, it's a it's a business. These people are um, putting money on the line, taking a risk, so that you can have a place to perform. Is how I've always looked at it. So, take out a sponsored ad. You know, tag them when you uh, share the events and stuff. Let them know that you're actually working and doing things. You know, those would be the several ideas that at the top of my head that I would tell somebody coming up.
1: Yeah, and you know, I I think that's all great advice, and I think you you kind of summed it up in a great way. Because obviously, we want to support our artists and the art that they put out, but. When people do put on these festivals, you're right. Someone's footing the bill for this. Someone's paying for for yeah. your stage and for where you're going to play. So you do need to be ready to bring it. And like you said, you're not going to be able to keep advancing if if the if your goal is to go bigger and bigger. You're not going to advance if you stay mm-hmm. in the garage. You know, you're, you got to get out there. And I like that idea of supporting other artists and bands as well because it really is a big community. I might not be a big artist myself, or I'm not a. I actually can't play an instrument, but seeing the community and being in audiences and watching the artists interact with with each other. I can see how important that is.
0: It's, it's, um, I think it's imperative. It's essential. You, you have to do it because not just in getting those connections and stuff, but just learning, you know, I, I mean, being a musician, is so humbling. I'm just speaking through the lens of a guitarist. There's just so many great guitar players. And, and, and here in Dayton, there's just killer musicians all over. So, I don't have to go very far to get humbled, you know, and don't have to go very far to learn something as long as you have an open mind. So it's not just about making those networks and connections. It's about bettering yourself too and and learning from these people like, oh, wow, you know, learn something on your instrument or learn how to, you know, how to run a show, you know, how are they interacting with the audience in between? Oh, wow. They came early and they set up and notice how they're not drinking so much and they're not doing shots and they're, they're early up on stage. There's lots of things, you know, professionalism things that you can learn and uh, take and put them in your bag and they'll help you too. So Absolutely. Uh, it's, it's definitely essential. I agree.
1: Yeah. And, and, and I think that's a, it's a great point and it, it's, it's a, it's a very fair point as well. It's an honest point. It, you got to do, if you, if your goal is to, you know, to be a professional musician, there is that you, you you know the rock and roll lifestyle, but there is a professional side that also has to has to come with that. Chris, uh, thank you so much for joining me. Chris Colt from Subterranean out of Dayton, they are coming into town this week, rocking out at Casa on Thursday. Uh, just before we go, uh, what uh, what can uh, people expect at the show this week, and uh, how are you feeling about coming into town here and getting ready to kick off? It looks like a couple of shows here.
0: Yeah, real quickly, I wanted to mention, um, just last week, Acrylic Grooves joined the bill, so they'll be opening up the night from 10 to 10.45 or so, and then we'll be playing after that, uh, we'll, we'll take it out from the rest of the evening, there's a $5 cover charge, and we've been, uh, kind of off most of February, and we've got like a half a dozen new tunes to debut, and, uh, we're really excited about debuting this, this new music with everybody, and, uh. So come out and hear a whole bunch of fresh new music. It should be a really good night. And get the weekend started off right. It's a Thursday, so you'll get a head start.
1: Hey, celebrate early. <laughs> you I know, can't can't beat that. I will do my best to get there, but my 6 a.m. show sometimes gets in the <laughs> way of some of those late late night shows for me. But Chris, thank you so much for joining me. Where can the people find you online and how can they support
0: you? Uh, com, and that has links to everything. Our Bandcamp page, uh, iTunes, Spotify, Facebook page, all that stuff. So
1: subteamusic.com. Chris, thank you so much again for your time. Don't miss Subterranean this Thursday at Casa. And, uh, again, Chris, thanks so much for your time and good luck this week.
0: Thank you. Appreciate it. Safe travels. Up next,
1: more tunes from this lovely small town of ours. Stay tuned. This is Groovy Soup on Power 105. Groovy Soup
0: on Power
1: 105. Welcome back to Groovy Soup. I'm your host, Paul Holden, and our next group is out of Athens and is called the Infinite Improbability Drive. Here's a brand new song debuting right here on Groovy Soup. This one's called We Fall.
2: takes taking the pushes he shoves push from home to where.
1: That was a brand new track called We Fall by the Infinite Improbability Drive. Stay tuned to their Bandcamp page for updates as they are hard at work crafting a new album. The band joined me in the studio to tell me more about their work, so check it out. I got a really, really cool group with me in here today. I got the Infinite Infinite Improbability Drive here hanging out with me. A bunch of, uh, You guys are all from Athens, the surrounding area, correct? Am I wrong?
3: I'm from Athens. One yeah, from Athens. I
1: was weird. totally wrong. Uh, yeah, Students. Else is Students. I'm from Dayton. <laughs> okay. I
4: just graduated this last year. So
1: nice, nice. Well, no, I'll have sorry. I uh, usually have every show start off by uh, introducing everyone anyway. So I'll have you guys all go, go around the room there and uh, introduce yourselves, and I guess I won't get too far ahead of myself with guessing where you're from.
4: <laughs> um, I'm Jesse Stewart uh, from Dayton. I just recently graduated OU and. Starting to feel like I'm getting stuck here, like everybody else does. Welcome to <laughs> the club. I graduated, graduated, so, yeah. <laughs> I
1: graduated in 2017, and I am still here, so I, I know exactly how you feel.
3: <laughs> yeah, uh, I'm Emerson McGuire, and I'm from Athens, and I'm a sophomore at OU, and uh, I've been here my whole life, so Woo! I completely relate. <laughs> I wanna
5: leave. <laughs> I'm Julian Runyon. I'm from Shady Side, Ohio. I'm a junior at OU, and I'm loving every second of it. Um, I'm Max. Um, I'm from around the Dayton area too, and <clears throat> junior to OU.
1: So, nice. Yeah. Well, a bunch of we got a bunch of Bobcats here. I'm jealous of. Uh I'm sure you're jealous as well as them be still being in school and uh, being graduated. A little bit. A little bit. Yeah. That parts <laughs> of it, that's yeah. that's a, that's what I've realized too. I don't miss a lot of college, but I miss parts of college. But yeah. Uh, yeah so let's talk about. Uh, let's just get into it. How did the uh, How did the band form? And uh, tell us a little bit about uh, just kind of your guys' backstory. <laughs> All
5: right. Well, so uh, tell the story. <laughs> <laughs> Jesse and I, we've known each other for a, about a, over a year a now. A little bit over a year. Yeah. yeah. We were in a band together called Clone, and then uh, that band dissolved in June. <laughs> mm. <laughs> but we wanted to work together still, so we wrote some songs and recorded a bunch of stuff. It was just the two of us doing everything to begin with. And then uh, Battle of the Bands rolled around, and we saw that flyer. And we were like, oh, we want to play. So... <laughs> We put together a five-piece for that show, and uh, the drummer, who was very good, and we really appreciate him playing with us, didn't continue on, but the rest of us stuck together, so.
1: Yeah, here we are. Yeah. <laughs> nice, nice. And so what has it been like since Battle of the Bands? What have you guys been able to accomplish? I know you guys have been able to put together uh, some tunes here. And uh, you guys uh, had a, uh, the open mic tour there, as people like to call mm-hmm. it, not yeah, uh, yeah. too <laughs> long ago. Um, so what's it been like for you guys after Battle of the Bands? And what was Battle of the Bands like? Because I always love Battle of the Bands stories are one of my favorites because it wasn't really a thing around me growing up. So it's always cool that this thing I always saw in TV shows and movies actually <laughs> exists. Mm-hmm.
3: I mean it's been a lot of fun especially for me and I think Max would agree just like writing music with people different than what we're used to. I know the band that I'm in uh, like our lead singer's at Yale right now and uh, the other one is at OSU so it's like been dead in the music department for me other than like solo stuff. So I think it's been a lot of fun like brushing up songs and writing them with Julian and Jesse. Max.
1: <laughs> Very cool. And and Yale, that's a that's an interesting one. I feel like that might be one of the first Ivy League shout outs I've heard so far <laughs> during, uh, during the show. But um so that's that's great. But um so the open mic tour, what was that like for you guys? I know it's not in terms of a tour, but for for musicians that are or bands that are forming or still doing stuff Going out and performing at open mics is important, and to go and bounce around from all the different ones. I mean, that takes a lot of a lot more preparation and uh, you know work than I think people really imagine. Because you can just go up and perform at an open mic, but you really want to have a plan going up there as well. Max, mm-hmm. mm-hmm. yeah, yeah, sure. sure. you got anything to say yeah. about that? No, 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 <laughs> yeah, no. I like tricked Julian
5: into it. He thought he was signing up for next week, and <laughs> signing up for the same day. So <laughs> it's kind of like how the the tour started.
1: And so, what? Just go walk us through the day. Like, is that? Is it? Was it challenging to continuously like play? You know, all of the all of that music back to back. Was it a nice uh, practice session for you? Basically, what was it like to kind of go through the tour?
4: Uh, I think it was pretty interesting because our EP that we released around right before the uh, Battle of the Bands, it's all like pretty experimental and electric. So then we had to change that to. Acoustic instruments mm-hmm. <laughs> and it was a little bit, mm-hmm. a little challenging, but I mean, still kind of yeah, it worked song. out. Yeah.
1: yeah, yeah. I mean, cause that, that's right. I mean, you you guys do uh, define yourself, at least on Facebook. It was uh, sci-fi prog rock, I think, mm-hmm. is what I I, I yeah. saw there. Mm-hmm. And yeah, to to go from because that's the the acoustic sets are a lot different than probably what you guys are used to. Mm-hmm. How did you adapt? What what was the process like? Did you guys meet ahead of time? Did you, what was that process like?
4: I think uh, we did, what, like a week ahead of time or something? It was a
1: couple days. Like a couple days. We, uh, Max and I did the first
5: uh, open mic at Front Room on Friday.
4: And then Monday
5: we were? And then Monday we started mm-hmm. the tour. Yeah. So uh, we found a tambourine, <laughs> grabbed an acoustic guitar, uh, and then tried to, like, work some quick arrangements of these songs into an acoustic yeah. Yeah. setting yeah. but really i think it worked out and as we played the mics we just got better at it so mm-hmm. right at the end of the week we were we were rolling pretty good with that
1: nice i mean well, it's all adapt and move on i mean you got to adapt and, and keep playing that's important too so i mean that's exciting here is uh is acoustic music your guys's original background is that where you started where did you guys all get started in music Ooh, I feel like <laughs> that's a
4: the worst rock and roll ever. <laughs> <laughs> I, I started with my friend's dad, who would just get drunk, and then he would throw me on the drums, and he would just throw his guitar around and just make a bunch of noise. It was fun, though. Hey, there you go. way fun.
1: There you go. What about you? What about the rest of you here?
3: Mine's less exciting, I guess. Uh, I mean, I've been playing piano uh, with Dr. Katie Fisher since I was seven, and then uh, Dr. John Horn at the university uh, with guitar. And so, and then I studied like drums and percussion and stuff around the same time when I started. So I've been playing music for a really long time. And since I'm from here, I've always, I I used to play shows at Donkey a lot. That's how I would Mm. make money before I got like an actual job. Right, right. (laughs) Um, But yeah, and Bruce Dalzell's helped me out a lot like growing up.
1: More from the Infinite Improbability Drive next here on Groovy Soup. This is Groovy Soup on Power 105. This is Groovy Soup on Power 105. Groovy Soup continues with one more tune. Here's You Know Me by the Infinite Improbability Drive. That was, you know me, by the Infinite Improbability Drive. We finish up the show with the remainder of our interview. So I'm assuming you're involved in the School of Music then, as as well. Yeah, yeah? yeah. Right, That's mm-hmm. I, my my girlfriend actually just gra- She graduated was it yet yeah, last year? Two years ago. Same thing. I can't remember. <laughs> Start I'm telling you, once you graduate it all starts blending together. Yeah. <laughs> all those cliches everyone tells you that are really annoying throughout college, boy, do they do they come around after you graduate. Mm-hmm. Well we got the infinite improbability drive here in the studio hanging out here on uh, Groovy Soup here. Um so what's coming up? I mean, New Year, it's still I mean, I think we're over the new year like talk, right? Yeah, it, it's yeah by, yeah, by mid February sure. like December thirty first. So <laughs> well, <laughs> Yeah, with the first <laughs> still in the first part of the you know the first quarter of the year yeah. what what does this year look like for you guys what do you hope because you got you're all you're all students still but with you being outside of college does that mess around with your schedule or your plans so to speak right now oh uh, no not really right I mean yeah. so music is your focus right now uh yeah and I got a couple of part-time jobs so. yeah I mean why not <laughs> I mean, I mean week, that's yeah. that's what you I, I don't I, I like that Everyone's in a, too big of a rush. Yeah, days, exactly. You know what I mean. And when you got a cool opportunity to be with a great group of people here and, and, and play music, that would, that's awesome. But all right. So again, 2019. What? Anything exciting? Any plans in the work for you guys uh, for this year?
4: Uh, I think re- write and record a full album. Nice. Um, yeah. yeah.
1: So what's what's <laughs> going? Th- is that uh, have you guys started, or are you guys kind of focusing on some other stuff, finishing up the year yeah. maybe, and then working on that? We what's
4: actually a- just recorded a song. Uh, what yeah. last week? Or yeah, yeah. Finish it Finished week? it. Nice. Uh, yeah.
5: Comes out on Thursday. Ah, there we go. All right. <laughs> Excellent. Very excited I th- to. Uh, I think we're
1: gonna see. premiere it here, though. Yeah. Oh, there we go. <laughs> Even better. That's what I like to hear. <laughs> so, um, what's uh, do you guys have any shows coming up uh, anytime soon? Can you well, all... Yeah,
5: yeah
4: uh, March first, we're at the Skull. There we go. With yeah. Dissolver,
1: and uh, Burger, Big. Burger Big. Burger Big. That'll be a cool show. Yeah. Mm-hmm. It's I you know, I haven't the one of the, I've seen shows at just about every venue and I've seen karaoke at the skull. I've yet <laughs> to see a show at the skull though. What's it like to kind of be in that that smaller environment versus uh, a stage like Casa or you know Donkey something like that. What is your cause? That's that's cool. You're kind of right in there with everybody. Oh, yeah, it, yeah. it seems like. Mm-hmm. Yeah. I love playing there.
4: I always stand on the floor. I don't stand on the stage. I'm like right there in front of people. So you're just jamming out right in front. Of yeah, it. that's that's
1: really cool. And does that add a different element when being that close to the crowd?
4: Yeah, yeah, it, it definitely a better energy. Mm-hmm. You don't feel like you're up on a pedestal; everybody's staring at you. You're just like in the mix. Yeah. Everybody's mm-hmm. feels know, more like a house show. Yeah. yeah, it feels more like a house.
1: Yeah. yeah, and so does. Do you think does that? Do you think that makes the the crowd more involved? Like, feel more kind of part of the show? Because like like a house show, it is kind of like everyone is kind of just packed in there, and there's and there's nowhere else to really look or nothing else to really do but enjoy the music. And I'm not saying that in a bad way. It's like that's the focus of being there. But sometimes when you're playing. At other places, people might be studying and doing homework, which isn't a bad thing. But mm-hmm. you know, when you're out there performing, you kind of like eyes on you, I'd assume.
4: Yeah. yeah every time I've played to the skull or seen people play at the skull, somebody hands their guitar to some random person, and just you know, everybody jams out on something. Somebody's making the random crowd person is just playing whatever on the guitar, or they invite people on stage to dance around or something like that. Yeah. It's just more yeah. crowd like a party,
1: so yeah. Yeah. Hey, Matt. You know what's better way? What? What? You can't have a party without music, in it, and what better way than to to, to jam out than? Because uh, so you guys got the the four piece now consistently, right? You got the, yeah. the five piece was just for battle of the band. So, um come on, one of your influences on Facebook was sci-fi. Why why is science fiction such an influence for you guys?
4: well uh, when we were writing the EP, <laughs> I was reading Hitchhiker's Guide to <laughs> the Galaxy. Okay. So, that's where the name comes from, the infinite probability drive. Nice. Yeah, and uh I don't know. I was like playing Fallout 4 a lot.
1: Shout out to Fallout 4. I'm more yeah. of a Fallout 3 man myself, oh, okay. but but I, I did like Fallout 4 <laughs> for quite a bit. That's interesting. And there's, I feel like there's all there is so much stuff um, that comes from sci-fi and cool stuff. Actually, Fallout was an inspiration for me to get into radio after playing Fallout 3 because it's oh, so cool. interesting when those media outlets surprise you and kind of influence you in a ways because I mean I've always liked video games but I never thought in the back of my mind I was like that'd be so cool to do that would like mm-hmm. to to spread you know it was just crazy that I would think of uh, of me on that level on that kind of note why it's kind of a an open-ended question I guess but maybe it's too far out there but why is music so important to not only you guys but but to people in general what do you think it is about music that is not only such a great way to express yourself but also a, a great way to kind of like comprehend and go through your emotions and feelings
3: i think it's a good emotional crutch for most people because music is so vast there's so much music it's like never ending almost i mean i've been playing music for almost 10 years of my life and it's like i can always learn more i can always find new artists to listen to that i'll end up relating to like i hate like using the word relatable on like unironically (laughs) but like a lot of music is relatable for people like some people have video games but or something like that and then other people have music music's mm-hmm. always been my thing at least and it's always been like the my friend when no one else is there i guess i feel like it's like that for a lot of people
1: it's also a great way for its stories to be told as well in a, yeah. in a, in a, in a, a different way than you're used to kind okay? of because you really have to look deeply or into the lyrics sometimes to really understand exactly what what they're saying but uh yeah i don't know i was just it just tangent there i was like i'll just see what my brain's going for we'll go we'll <laughs> go deeper on that one all right we'll uh get close to wrapping things up here the uh, infinite improbability drive hanging out with me uh here in the studio ep what's let's talk about the ep before we wrap up what was that like putting it together how did it feel was it exciting what let's run through the, let's run through that and what's the name of that ep so people can go check it out
4: well, it's called Another Reality Brought to You by the Infinite Probability Drive. It's a great by title. By the Infinite Probability <laughs> yeah. Drive. I love that title. Yeah. I love that title. <laughs> um, I loved recording it. it uh, I have a studio at my house. Uh, shout out to Oak Records. Uh, my roommate runs it. Um, but, yeah, we just wrote some songs, put them together. Yeah. It was, like, really fun to be able to be in the studio and write at the same time. It took forever. But, I don't know, it was interesting because then we can experiment with a lot of things
6: mm-hmm. and mm-hmm.
4: work that way around it um no it was, it was fun I can't wait to do it again
1: so you you you're you have a studio in your house uh, yeah. and so how has that been for you as a musician That's gonna be exciting and do you get to oh, go yeah. in there and have you helped out with some recordings and stuff before
4: yeah um my roommate has a lot of people come through so i'll play guitar on a lot of things um you play drums and bass on some things
5: sure.
1: yeah
4: yeah no it's fun i mean <laughs>
1: I th- that's because you, know, cr- you know, cause get a lot
4: of connections that
1: way. I hear because I've, I've, I've had garage bands on here, and they've like converted their house. That's always so fascinating to me to you know convert part of your home into this awesome studio. Because now it makes me want to have something like this in here. Because <laughs> I don't record music, but with how much voiceover work, it'd be great to do it right at home. So, is that with playing with those other bands? Has that ever have you ever gotten picked anything up from that that you, that's gone into your music or or the music here with the band?
4: Oh yeah, definitely. Yeah. Is, yeah. a,
1: is there any like anything in particular that you like that really stuck out to you one time? Any interesting stories from the studio there?
4: Um I don't know off the top of my head, but um I definitely have gotten better just be, from playing in the studio, being able to hear like my mistakes and like to go back and like, you know it it's a different look. You know, being able to record yourself and then see why what this what makes this sound so good, what makes this not sound so good.
1: Right, and it's, that's, ah, it's, just, it's, it's such a great tool to have, too, and like you said, to be able to kind of keep working on, you know, picking up on those small things you wouldn't be able to hear if you were just playing mm-hmm. in your in your uh, uh, bedroom or something like that. But, guys, we'll wrap things up here. The Infinite Improbability Drive. Uh, we got uh, you guys coming up here on March 1st. You don't want to miss that show. Any, how can they support you? Where can they go and uh, check out your music?
5: Uh, anywhere but SoundCloud, I think. <laughs> <laughs> We've got Bandcamp. Spotify, Google Play, iTunes, iTunes,
1: the work. Facebook works. as well. You it's can on check it yeah. out.
3: It's like, <laughs> g- it's like auto-generated by YouTube. So <laughs> yeah. you just like look it up, you'll find it. Like <laughs> there you go. That's
1: you got. You guys are in the pockets of Big Google there. I see <laughs> making you guys the stuff there. But uh, thank you all so much for for coming in today, and uh, best of luck with everything going forward. Thank you. Thanks. Thanks for having us. That's going to do it for this episode of Groovy Soup. Big time thanks to Subterranean and the Infinite Improbability Drive for joining the show tonight. Be sure to check both groups out online and go see Subterranean this Thursday at CASA. Catch a new slate of artists and bands next week at 7 p.m. right here on your live local Real Music Variety Station Power 105. If you or your band is interested in Groovy Soup, send me an email at pholden at wxdq.com. That's P-H-O-L-D-E-N at wxdq.com. I'm Paul Holden, signing off!